take you through five key strategic tools that would be very helpful for you in your business. And these are things that I have personally put into practice with the businesses that I've run over the last, gosh, 27 years that I've been in business, both in the corporate world as a CEO, so this works for big businesses, but it also works for entrepreneurial businesses as well. So hope you are all having a great start to the day. So here we are. What we're going to be talking about today is building your strategic muscle. Now, whether you're a business owner or maybe you are running a team or you're working in a business where you are responsible for a certain department, it's really important that when you are in those positions that you're able to think strategically as well as operationally. Now, when we're busy running our businesses, very often we focus on the operational side of things, delivering the day-to-day, trading, serving your customers, etc. in the right way. Now, all of that is really important. Of course, it absolutely is. However, in order to grow and scale up, it's also really important that you think strategically. So thinking strategically is really around the big picture. It's around having a clear view of the external environment that you operate in as well. Now, I'm going to be doing a a number of videos, a number of podcast episodes that covers the sort of deep dive on strategy and what you should include in your strategy. But before we do that, it's important that we set the context. We set the context for our strategic planning So in this particular episode and this particular video, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're watching it live on social media, what I am going to cover is the things that you do early on before you get into the detail of actually, you know, the five year plan, your business plan and your detailed strategy. So, you know, why this is important is because, you know, we don't operate in a bubble. We actually operate in a world where there's external influences on our business, on the initiatives that we want to achieve. So it's important that we actually look at those on a pretty regular basis. But I would certainly recommend when you're thinking about the strategy for your business or your department or even your own life, to be fair, um, actually, when you're looking at that five year view or the three year view, before you get into the detail, let's talk a bit around what are the context that you need to also pay attention to. So that's what I'm going to be covering. I am going to take you through five key strategic tools that would be very helpful for you in your business. And these are things that I have personally put into practice with the businesses that I've run over the last, gosh, 27 years that I've been in business, both in the corporate world as a CEO. So this works for big businesses, but it also works for entrepreneurial businesses as well. So you want to grab a pen and paper. Um, I'm going to take you through quite a bit of detail. Um, And, you know, as I say, why is it important? Well, it's important if you want to scale up and grow, then it isn't just going to happen on its own, is it? Right. Let's be honest. You've got to take some action. You've got to get clear on what you want. So I'm going to take you through five key strategic tools that are really quite simple, but very, very helpful. So let's get into this. So number one, 
is around taking a look at your macroeconomic environment. Now, that can sound a bit grandiose, can't it? You know, I actually did an economics degree and it still still sounds grandiose to me. However, the macroeconomic environment. So what's going on in the world externally around you? You know, this could be anything to do with interest rates, inflation, unemployment what's happening to your customer base you know is your client are your clients kind of getting older are there certain trends in the market that you need to be aware of which could influence your business plan and your strategy going forward now you know as in particular at times like this where you know we are in recession in the UK and economically there are some headwinds that are going to be coming our way But that doesn't mean to say that there aren't opportunities. Well, let's go into this with our eyes fully, fully open because, you know, the stats show you that actually there are more millionaires and billionaires created during a recession or a depression than there are during the good times. So, but if we know what's actually out there, the environment we're in, we're able to make some decisions around our strategy and our business plan that aligns with that. So the macroeconomic environment, have a look at what those key indicators are before you get into the detail of planning your strategy. So that's number one. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Number two, the next point is around your addressable market size. Now, by that, what I mean is if you operate in a certain sector with a certain demographic, a certain customer type, how big is that sector? What's your market share of it? And actually, what are the trends that happen? Is it growing? Is it a growth sector? Uh, Or is it in decline? Because that will influence the strategy for your business, the strategy for your department, the strategy for your team, and potentially your personal life as well. So, you know, that again, we're talking about context to really arm you with the tools that you can have available to you when you go into your planning for your business, okay? So this is the early stuff that you want to do before you get into the detail. So addressable market size. Now, very often, sometimes where people um, can make some mistakes with this in, in the experience that I've had of the various businesses that I've run is that you just look at the total market. Now, you know, you've got to understand which is the part of the market that you are playing in. Where are you operating? It might be, for example, if if we take, say, the travel industry, you know, the number of outbound customers traveling overseas, you know, it's a huge number. But if you are a luxury tailor-made business, then that sub-segment is smaller than the whole. So be clear around where you're playing. And this then leads me very nicely into point number three, which is around your competitor landscape. So, you know, obviously, I always believe that you've got to, you know, keep your own house in order. However, it is useful to also understand what's happening externally with your competitors. So who are they is the first thing. Do you know who your competitors are? You know, and if you're a local small business, you know, if you have a local coffee shop, for example, your competitor may be, you know, Joe Bloggs down the road that's also got a coffee shop. If you're a larger business, it might be that you're up against some regional players, maybe some global big international businesses. So who are your competitors? Do you know? Do you actually know what they stand for? 
what products and services they sell, what price point they are in the market. So there's quite a lot of questions around your competitors. Now, it is not to compare yourself and copy others, but it's just to be aware of what they have going on and actually where they sit. Now, what I often do with the uh, with the businesses that I advise, we actually do some competitor landscape mapping. Now, by that, think about a four box matrix. OK, and it, along the horizontal axis, um, we talk about scale. So, you know, this could be turnover revenue number, for example. So going from the left as sort of the smaller businesses to the right, larger businesses in terms of revenue. And then on the vertical axis, you know, essentially you can put whatever you want. So, for example, you may be um, a mainstream player. You know, you might be offering a mass market product, which is relatively generic, um, but you're competing on scale. Or at the opposite end of the matrix, you may be more of a niche um, competitor, niche business targeting, say, maybe a more differentiated product and service. And what you're able to do then is to map where you think your competitors sit on that matrix. And then importantly, being really honest now, where do you sit? Where does your business sit on that matrix? And actually, are you happy there? Or are you in a very, very sort of aggressive part of the market, which is competing just on price? Maybe this could also help you in terms of your thinking, your strategic thinking of where do you want to take the business to? Maybe so you can either scale up or it might be that you want to drive a higher margin performance by offering maybe a more niche differentiated product. So those are just some examples of how you can look at your competitor set. Okay, so no, there isn't one size fits all. As I say, you can put anything on those matrix, on those sort of axes, um, whatever is relevant to your business and your competitor set. But those are just some examples to help you uh, bring it to life a little bit. So that's point number three, your competitor landscape. Number four, let's talk about a good old SWOT. Oh, I love a SWOT. So a lot of people will be very familiar with this. This is, you know, been around for, gosh, as long as I've been in business, which is um, a very long time, may I say. Um, so what does it stand for? If you're not familiar with the SWOT, what it stands for is the S stands for strengths. The W stands for weaknesses. The O stands for opportunities. And the T stands for threats. Now, what this does, it, again, it's four boxes and it's great to be able to brainstorm what are your strengths as a business? What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities in the market for you? And what are the threats that you may actually be facing? Now, the real magic in this is super simple, but the real magic is to connect the internal position of your business with the external world. So by that, what I mean, your strengths and weaknesses are internal, okay? That's your business and what they are, what, what, what your strengths and weaknesses are. The external world is the opportunities and the threats. So what's going on out there, okay? So it doesn't take a genius to actually recognize that by connecting your strengths with market opportunities is actually going to be able to put you in a really good position 
Equally, if you've got weaknesses in your business, and hey, let's face it, every business has challenges, you know, we're not perfect. Um, but if you have weaknesses, that those weaknesses may mean that you are more prone to the threats in the market. So it's a really simple, simple concept, been around for years, but I'm a big believer that very often actually keeping it simple can often be the most effective. So that's your SWOT. So your last um, strategic planning tool that I'm going to take you through is a pest. Now, pests are less um, frequently used, I would say. So what does it stand for? Okay, so again, you've got a four box matrix. Uh, So the P stands for political. The E stands for economic. The S stands for social and the T stands for technology, technological, <laughs> can't say it. Um, so that is, this again, is, this is more outward looking and it aligns quite well with, you know, I was saying about the macroeconomic environment you're in, you know, you could include the pest uh, alongside that. So you're looking externally, you're saying, OK, well, what are the trends? What, what's going on politically? You know, are you operating in a part of the world where, you know, politics can actually disrupt business. You know, actually, I interviewed a gentleman called Burak Tombal for my podcast this week, Brave, Bold, Brilliant. And Burak is the managing director of Diana Travel, which operates in Turkey. And what we were talking about there was just the volatility in, in that destination. You know, there are there have been political coups that clearly have impacted anyone operating in that business environment. So political coups, Um, So what's going on politically? Maybe you're in a part of the world where there's an election about to happen and that can cause some instability in the financial markets. You know, if you think about recently in the UK, the mini budget, you know, politically motivated, but actually caused so much disruption in the capital markets and financial markets that it's had a massive, massive input, impact on businesses. So that was a political thing that happened. So that's the P, political. Economic. Okay, so what's going on with the macroeconomic um, factors that we spoke about earlier? What are the trends? Are interest rates rising? Is it difficult to raise finance right now and capital, etc.? So what's going on economically? You know, maybe you have, um, you know, a heavy manufacturing business and the input costs for your business have absolutely soared through the roof, um, you know, due to sort of shortage of supply, etc. So what's going on? What's going on economically that might impact your strategy and your business plan going forward? Okay, so then let's move to for the S for social. So, you know, are there certain trends in the in the market that you operate in which are impacting your customer? Um, you know, so this could be demographic changes. You know, if you think about sort of the population, you know, we're an aging population. People are living longer. They have, you know, more of a higher disposable income potentially. You know, so certainly some of the businesses that I've run in the past, when I was a CEO of the travel division at Saga, one of my businesses was called Titan Travel, which is an escorted tours business. And also within Saga, it was an older demographic. Now, you know, an aging population actually caused some 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 opportunities because highly affluent, lots of time, wanting to have experiences. But those changes in terms of the social environment for that demographic impact 
started, the business plan and the growth that we managed to actually take forward with that business. So that's just, again, some examples. Technology. Now, this is the T. This is massive, isn't it? So what's going on in the digital space? What's going on with technology? Are there disruptive technologies that maybe if you're a traditional business could be causing some problems for you? So, you know, there's so much here. We could do a whole section on each individual (laughs) of these five, but I wanted to give you a flavor. And as I say, this is about building your strategic muscle. If you're not used to actually strategic planning for your business. It can be a bit overwhelming, a bit daunting, but please do not be um, overwhelmed because I'm here to help. I'm here to guide and support. And, you know, by actually informing ourselves of the different tools available, it can be really powerful for you, for your teams, for your business, for your life, actually, as well. So let me just recap. So the five strategic tools that I have taken you through, which you can apply to your business today before you get into deciding your strategy. I will be doing more content on what should go into your strategy, your five-year plan, etc. But this is the warm-up, okay? This is the preparation stage. This is setting the context for your strategic roadmap and your business plan. So let's just recap, okay? First one, macroeconomic. What's going on in the macroeconomic environment? Number two, your addressable market size. How big is the pond that you are fishing in? Are you fishing in a pond or are you fishing in the ocean? Very, very different impact in terms of what you do. Number three, competitor landscape. Do you know who your competitors are? Where are you positioned against them? Are you happy with that? Or do you need to take some strategic changes in order to increase your margin and profitability or to scale up? Point number four, SWOT. We love a SWOT. I love a SWOT. It's it's honestly one of the most simple tools you can do. What are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats in your business and also externally? And how do you marry the two together? And then point number five, pest. So political, economic, social and technological challenges, opportunities there. So what's going on? So all of this is about equipping yourself with information and the context that your business operates in. And once you have that, you have got a brilliant platform and foundations in order to move forward from. So listen, I hope this has been helpful. I'm here to support, guide. You know, if you have a business and you want to scale up and you need a bit of advice or you just want a check-in in terms of your strategic thinking and how you apply some of these tools, don't hesitate. Honestly, just reach out to me. More than happy to jump on, you know, a sort of a free speed mentoring session um, to help you and guide you. So please don't be shy. Don't hold back. And, you know, please, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, Brave, Bold, Brilliant, please do that. Honestly, every single person that subscribes, shares, likes. And if you can leave a five-star review, that is even more amazing. It really does help in terms of reaching more people. And if you're not following me on social media, then I invite you to do so because uh, I do like to share as much help, support, guidance as I can. Listen, I've made so many mistakes over the years in my business life. And the key is to actually share 
share from them and to be able to support and guide as well um, through the process. So that's what it's all about. We're here for each other. And just remember, you know, it is all about being brave and bold. And that is genuinely when you will unlock the brilliant for you, for your business, for your families and your teams. So absolutely, please don't hesitate. Reach out. Let's get connected. And if you've enjoyed this, please do share uh, with your friends, with your colleagues, etc. As I say, I'm just here to help. So whatever you're doing today, remember, be brave, be bold and be absolutely brilliant. (laughs) So remember, there are no limits. Just absolutely go for it. We only have one life. Let's make it count, right? Dino, take care.